Welcome to PR Say, the podcast of the Houston chapter of the Public Relations Society of America. On PR Say, we spotlight our talented members and get to know each other a little better. If you are a PRSA Houston chapter member and don't get a chance to network as much as you'd like or are unable to attend our in-person events, here's your chance to connect with your fellow members. Hello and welcome to PRSA. This is the award-winning official podcast of the Houston PRSA chapter. We are so excited at PRSA because we get an opportunity to connect all of our Houston members together, get to know each other a little bit better, and talk about some very uh, interesting topics. Um, think about it like a virtual networking session. So if you haven't attended any of our in-person events, PRSA is a great way to still network and connect with members. So if you are listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. And if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments. We would love to connect. I'm your host, Veronica Soper, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to our amazing members. So with that, we're going to go ahead and bring on Becky Best joining us. Welcome. Hello, Becky. Hi, Veronica. Thank you so much for having me today. You bet. We are so excited to connect and talk about just the multiple ways that people get into communications and what that looks like, because not everyone has the same path. So very excited about that conversation. Want to know more about your path and then talk a little bit about um, APR and how important that is in our space. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I have been in PR now, hard to believe, but almost 35 years at this point. And it, for me, as you said, it, it started out when I was in college, I became undeclared after discovering that I would probably not want to try to take statistics to become the psychologist I thought I wanted to be. And so I said, maybe something different would be better. And as it happened, um, I had some family members that had been in hospice care, and I felt really honored to have seen how that can work in people's lives. So I wanted to give back by becoming a volunteer. They felt like it was too soon for me to work with families and patients. So they put me in uh, the volunteer and PR area and the rest is history. So I really found my niche that way and switched my major over and, and it's been, you know, my life's passion ever since. Oh, they, yeah, that's definitely not the traditional way of going. No, <laughs> no not at we all. Us, we usually get folks cross over from media and say, oh, I've seen the light. Now, I, now I'm here on your side. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so I started out that way. And then um, when I got out of school, it was a time when it was a little harder to get jobs. So I started doing internships. I did graphic design. I worked at a smaller boutique agency. I was in Dallas at the time and uh, found my way into travel and tourism. So, um, you know, it was rough, but my first uh, ever business trip was to Cancun. Uh, so I had to go down there and host a media crew that was coming in to do a, a spot. It was just a mom and pop kind of thing. It wasn't like some big national news, but for a first time uh, traveler and, and uh, you know, for your first business trip, it's not too shabby. So uh, we went down there and uh, did a familiarization tour for them and, and got them interested in what all the area had to offer. And from that tourism opportunity, I moved into a, a tourism director position in Ann Arbor, go blue. And uh, I uh, was able to live there for a number of years. And then from that, I moved into a corporate social responsibility type of role, uh, working at a very large uh, national insurance company. 
So there I was able to begin using some of that uh, event planning experience that I had had in travel and tourism to help with employee events. And then I worked with our communications team, both internal and external, to uh, you know work on employee messages uh, for our team that was in the location that I was at. We had about 800 employees at that location and about 5,000 nationwide. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, we also had uh, communications, of course, into our community as we were one of the uh, larger employers there. So then it really wasn't about me doing the work, but it was really about being support to my team members. So having that PR background was really helpful because I could be a lot more efficient in getting them the type of information that they would need thinking ahead about the end product. Uh, so I think that made me more a, a more efficient partner for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And so what that tourism from hospice to tourism, what were some of the other things you thought about doing? I, you know, I really thought that I wanted to stay in the, the tourism area um, and, and, you know, work in the PR uh, realm for that because we, when I was in, in some of that work, we had uh, clients, we had Switzerland, uh, part of their work, uh, we had some wines from Spain that were um, a, a, one of the clients of one of the boutique agencies that I worked at. And uh, so I really thought I wanted to stay in the tourism direction. I actually went back to school to start to get a, a uh, associate's degree in tourism, just so I could understand the field better, but then ultimately decided to go in a different direction. So I've got a, yeah. a lot of classes that never really amounted to anything, but you know, it, it's interesting to learn about uh, other areas of, of uh, the work that we do. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the similarities that you've noticed in all those different spaces that you've been in? And obviously with as much experience as you've had, there's got to be some themes regardless of the space that you're in or the organization you're working for. What are some of those high level themes that maybe a young PR person isn't yet familiar with? I think really the, the ability to communicate is really so important to be able to write in a way that people understand. I worry a lot now that everything has become so shorthand of text and everything that we lose a lot of context. So I think being able to convey messages effectively and, you know, to really get people to understand not only the facts, but the emotions um, behind what we're trying to say as PR people, I think that's really important. Um, and then also just to have a thirst for curiosity, uh, in the years that I've been in PR, things have changed so significantly. I was thinking about it this morning and it's like at the beginning, we really didn't use the internet and uh, email. So we had messenger services that would go back and forth and take your, you know, your PR kits to people. And um, you'd have to, you know, have messenger come over to bring you the proof of uh, any kind of printed materials that you were going to be having. So I think all of that is really uh, important to know that our field especially is going to continue to change significantly. AI is coming into play right now with, uh, you know, how that might change in the future. So always having that ability to, uh, to stay uh, up with the times and curious about what's happening, talk to other people. I think all of that's really important to have a strong career. Uh, my a career ended up shifting one additional time after I took a break from the corporate social responsibility. I started to volunteer with dogs uh, that had been abandoned during Harvey and um, really realized how significant the problem here in Houston is. So I am now working in the nonprofit space uh, in animal welfare. So again, being able to just find a way that you can use your passion to help 
um, a particular topic, um, whatever you, you know you're interested in, if it's senior citizens or education, your communication skills can be so valuable because I can promise you from the nonprofit side, they're stretched so thin that it's really hard mm -hmm. for them to be able to get those messages out. So even just taking the time that you have um, that might be free to donate some of that time to help other nonprofits, it will teach you so much. And it's really amazing the connections that you'll make through that. So that would be the other thing I would say is just always being open to give of yourself to help other people in, in an area that still brings you joy, uh, that, that matters to you, that you can give back, but you're still honing your craft in the process. No, I think that's a great, great suggestion and a great reminder because we all need to be building that into uh, our, our days and, and our portfolios because you never know where the next opportunity will come, especially if it's a project you feel passionate about. I know um, when we were in the Austin area, I volunteered a lot with the Girl Scouts of America because my girls uh, were both Girl Scouts and I was a cookie mom, but I ended up doing press releases for them and setting up all kinds of events just because I enjoyed it. And it really broadened my network in the Austin area, but we had just recently moved. So it's, that's a great reminder for, for all of our uh, PRSA members. Yeah, I think that helps no matter what stage in, in your career that you're in. Um, there's always something new to learn. There's always someone new to meet. So it, it really is a fascinating way to get out there. And it helps you to further your own work as well. Because, you, you know, for me with the animal welfare, that's definitely a passion and a strong need. We're trying to reshape how people look at animal welfare to see it really more as a community uh, safety issue, um, community health. Um, and it's also a social justice issue. So we've got a lot of work to do to reframe what we're working on. So for us, you know, anytime we can meet people in any walk of life, since pets are such a big part of everybody's world, and um, that it, it allows us a chance to um, just kind of help further the message. So no matter what you are working on, there's always a way to make new connections and to help your own professional uh, strengths while also getting uh, your client or your, um, you know, your work uh, more notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And speaking about growing and education, let's talk a little bit about APR and uh, that process. I know it can be really overwhelming for someone who's just looking at it for the first time or has been looking at it for years and still hasn't <laughs> quite uh, bitten the bullet because you're right. I mean, we're at different stages in our lives and sometimes it's, it's um, it may not be a good fit, but when it is, there's a lot of value in it. So let's talk a little bit about um, APR and, and your journey through that. I was fortunate to uh, get my APR um, when I was I was living in the Michigan area still, and so the Detroit chapter had a cohort program. So they had about twenty of us that would get together, and uh, we would meet on a weekly basis, and and you know kind of talk through the different steps. And then I had a study partner. I, I still say to this day, if it were not for Jake Bueller, that I probably would not have my APR because um, having that accountability partner was really helpful for me to. Uh, to keep going. And so that that for me was really what worked. And so I was part of the process that we have today. At the time, it was still pretty new. Um, but it's really a, a two-step process. So you uh, first prepare for the um, panel review, which takes place as both a questionnaire that you fill out, and then you do a presentation to three of your peers. And then they decide if you uh, seem prepared enough to go on to the written test or not. Once you get that advanced to the next stage, then you're able to take the written test. Um, what's changed recently, and I think this is really good, um, when you send in your application, you have one year from the time that that starts to be able to complete that whole process. 
a lot of people now are starting to get everything together. They're working on their panel presentation and getting all those materials together. They're starting to study all the materials um, that you need to review are out there. There's a, a booklet that will help kind of guide you through that process. There's a recommended le reading list. And certainly here at the chapter level, we are very happy to connect people to other candidates if they choose to do that or with mentors. Um, we always say that the APR process is confidential. Not everybody wants people around them to know that they're working on that. So it's really up to the candidate if they choose to, to you know, let it be known that they're getting involved in this process. But while on that journey, the chapter will do everything we can to help, you know, provide that support. And then, um, you know, when they're ready, they'll go ahead and take that written test. I will say some people do uh, need to take that test more than once. It can be a little tricky, um, but, you know, certainly it's, you know, a lot of people have passed it and we've got a lot of people that are here to cheer you on and to help, you know, with any questions that you may have. Yeah, no, I would say that we do a fantastic job in our chapter with resources and supports. And so all the things um, that you shared are going to be really important. Um, if someone were on the fence right now, especially with the end of the year coming up and different projects that people have going, what advice would you give them other than start start now before you, you know, start putting all your resources together? What other advice would you give? I think just give it a shot. Go in and, and take a look at what's there. I think a lot of people think about it and it just remains this thing on the back burner that's kind of there nagging at them, that little voice. Um, go ahead and jump in. You know, you don't even have to submit the application. Talk to some other people about their journey. Talk to me um, about how we can get you some support set up. Um, we, you know, there's a lot of books that you can uh, look at that will help. There's online resources through PRSA, uh, national and um, there's just a lot of different ways that you can get more knowledge. And as you wade into it, then you'll see um, that it, it really is going to help you uh, not only in, in you know, being able to say that you have the accreditation, but the, the things that you'll remind yourself of along the way will yeah. help you be a better professional today. It'll, it'll definitely change how you look at the work that you're doing and bring a little bit more structure to it. And I think that um, most people will say it, it definitely improves the output that they have while they're going through that process. Yeah, undoubtedly. That's so true. Well, Becky, that's some great information. Thank you so much for sharing it. And anyone listening who might need a few words of encouragement, how can they reach you? What's the best way to connect? Just um, send me an email. Um, I've, um, you can find my information online with the chapter, but it's just bestbeckye at gmail.com. And they're welcome to reach out um, anytime. And I'm happy to you know meet with them in person or communicate by email, whatever is really uh, your preferred style of communication. But I'm always happy to answer questions. And like I said, we've got some really incredible professionals in our chapter. Um, Julie Fix comes to mind. She's mm -hmm. a fellow of PRSA and uh, our chapter couldn't be more fortunate to have someone with her experience. Um, she is a, a great resource and is always very generous with her time as well. Um, Estidro, um, one of our former uh, presidents. So there's there's a lot of really great people that are in our chapter that would love to help cheer you on and get you on the path uh, so that you can great the, get this great uh, acknowledgement. Yeah, for sure. Well, Becky, it was great chatting with you. I look forward to connecting in person and I can't wait for members to learn more about APR and then connect with you for some support. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. All right, that wraps up this 
episode of PRSA. Thank you so much to Becky Best for joining us. Some great reminders about APR and then just a fantastic um, journey that she's had in the communication space. So very excited to have her on. Um, make sure you connect. All the links are in the show notes. And if you are listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of PRSA. If you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments and Becky and I will be sure to connect. And so with that, we'll wrap up this episode and we'll catch you next time. Bye.